The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blastoff. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 21 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two adventure episodes of The Green Hornet. We'll begin after this short break. By day, Britt Reed was a successful newspaper man and publisher. By night, he was the Green Hornet, a masked avenger determined to combat crime and hand out his own brand of justice. As the publisher of the Daily Sentinel, Reed had access to inside information from both police and criminal sources, and he made full use of it to combat his foes. Cato, Reed's faithful Asian valet, and the only person who knew his secret identity, rendered valuable assistance in their crusade against crime. Armed with a gas gun to incapacitate his enemies, the Green Hornet always had the upper hand. With a roaring speedster known as the Black Beauty, the vigilante avoided capture by the police and being unmasked by his inquisitive staff reporter, Mike Axford. During World War II, the Green Hornet's enemies included black market operators, Nazi spies, and saboteurs. By 1949, the Green Hornet was smashing rackets on the waterfront, confronting juvenile delinquents, fighting communist foes, and anyone else who, in the words of the opening narration, sought to destroy our America. It's time now for the first of two crime-busting episodes of The Green Hornet. In this first one, The Green Hornet breaks up a protection racket, which is preying on parking lots. Here's the parking lot racket on The Green Hornet. The Green Hornet. This faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed as he races toward another thrilling adventure. The Green Hornet strikes again. Hurry, Cato! We're out to smash a parking lot racket! I want 10% from every parking lot in the city, understand? We're getting them lined up fast, Bleaker. You gotta make it faster. Get out and start collecting that dough. I want more money coming in. 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 70. Where's that dough, Carson? I'm not paying any money for racket chiselers like you. We'll be back to persuade you. Let go! They won't listen to reason. Smash a couple of the cars. Throw a couple of bombs. Start a few fires. They'll lay it on the line. There's the parking lot. Toss that bomb. Here she goes. A bomb. Wreck the cars. It's them racketeers. Some blasted rat's going to slash all the tires in the lot. That paid plenty for this. Morning, Blake. How's your parking lot going? Huh? What's you, Blake? Ten percent, Blake. Pay it and you won't run into grief with your parked cars. All right, you got me. I'll pay. Ten, 
Pay up. Pay for protection. Red cars. You're ruining my business. Ten percent or out. Okay, I'll pay. You win. Go for the racket. Kick in. Ten percent. Here you are. Don't smash any more cars. I'll pay. Hand the dough over. Here's the money. <laughs> there we got to wind up. Count the money, man. Nineteen thousand, twenty thousand. Look at it. Pile up. Twenty thousand. 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 Twenty don't tell me we made a mistake and come down to the Sentinel on Sunday. Why not? The Sentinel's a daily paper. There are plenty down on Sunday. So for the snakes, I never come down <laughs> up. Relax, Axford. It's not Sunday. Look at There ain't hardly six cars in the parking lot. <laughs> Morning, Mr. Reed. Hello, Schaefer. What are you wearing the long face for, Schaefer? You're looking like a candidate for the morgue with the other cadavers. You better go to that parking lot across the street, Mr. Reed. Why? I uh, can't handle you here. Suffering snakes, what's he trying to do? Don't you like us? Or maybe Reed Sedan ain't good enough for your parking lot, giving us the cold shoulder. Shut up, Axford. Didn't you see something's wrong? Huh? Oh, golly, is there? Why can't we park here, Schaefer? There's plenty of room. Yeah, after all the accidents I've been having. Yeah, we've heard about them at the Sentinel. So the city. They may take away my parking lot license. Golly. The insurance company has already turned me down as a bad risk. So since you're a particular customer of mine, you'd be better off at another parking lot. Your license hasn't been revoked yet, has it? Well, not yet. I have my own insurance on the car. Hey, Reed, where are you going? Get out, Axford. We're parking the car here. Well, Mr. Reed, the car's I... yours, Schaefer. I'll call for it at the end of the day. Suppose something happens. What about these other cars? Well, I told them the same thing, but, but no... But they wouldn't listen. Well, put me down as the same kind of sucker, then, Schaefer. Well, this is swell of you, Mr. Reed. You see, I... Schaefer, I know something about those... Uh... Those accidents. How do you read the way you say it? You don't mean accidents. I don't. You've heard of Bleeker. You mean the racketeer? He's behind your trouble, isn't he, Schaefer? I won't pay that dirty rat one red cent. Uh, I thought that was it. Ten percent he wants for protection. <laughs> protection. Holy crow, why don't you tell the police? I've told everyone. What good does it do me? No, don't tell me he's bribing the police. Of course not, Axford, but Bleeker's smart. That's it. Everybody knows he's pulling the racket. But how can you stop it when you can't get proof that it's his gorillas who go around smashing cars and cutting up the tires in parking lots? You've heard that happen? Oh, everything. And still you refuse to knuckle under? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I ought to pay the 10%. Yeah, you fought them this far. Why lose your fight now? I wouldn't mind if it was fight so long as it was a fair fight. But them rats work in the dark. And the police can do nothing, huh? Not a thing. I see. Hey, Reed. What are you daydreaming about? Daydreaming? You had a kind of faraway look in your eye, like you was up to something. Only just when I was getting me brain around to figuring out what, you lost that faraway look, and golly, no, I can't tell. <laughs> You'll just have to wait till that look comes back. Ah, you got something up your sleeve, I know it. Just as well you're not a mind reader, actually. Huh? There are times when I like to keep my thoughts to myself. And this is definitely one of them. Letters, letters, and more letters. How do you bake a chicken pie? <laughs> it's barbecued beef made in barber shops. Gunnigan, <laughs> if you keep grinning at me, I swear I'll get the screaming memes. <laughs> Don't you like my always, Miss Gase? No. But even less do I like handling this cooking advice for the homebody column. It's only for one day. Somebody had to take Miss Topper's place. Good grief. Why does Mr. Reed have to pick this one day to be out of the office? It leaves me with so little work on my desk that I just couldn't excuse myself from this. Casey, why don't you take those letters back where they belong? I like it better here. This is the city editor's cubbyhole. My cubbyhole. Hmm. It could do with a good cleaning. Don't go domestic on me. Why not? I'm reading very domestic letters. Miss Topper's desk is out in the city room. See? Through the glass. Out there. It's too drafty. I like it better here. Or did I say that? You did. Well, here's a typewritten letter. Most of them are in longhand. All right. One housewife can have a typewriter. No law against it. Well, let's see what recipe she wants. Go ahead, Casey, but never mind the talk. Okay, I won't bother you. <laughs> Casey, what's the idea of knocking the typewriter table over? If that's your substitute for talk, you... Gunnigan, this 
this letter. What's the matter with you? Why, it's from a man. Not a woman, a man. So what? Men are interested in cooking? Read it. Go ahead. Listen, I have a front page makeup to schedule. Read it. Does it say what I think it does? In cooking up a stew about... Oh, Casey, I'm not interested in this hooey. Good grief, will you finish? There's more. In cooking up a stew about a certain type of racket now being worked, jump in blue blazes. It's about the parking racket. That's what I read, too. I couldn't believe it, but look. Look at the signature. Signature? Well, I'll be a first cousin to an animal trainer. It's signed the Green Hornet. That's what I thought. The Green Hornet. That crew's got a sense of humor. Sending it to the Hints for Housewives column. It's the first time anything sensational came to this column since that cook sent in a recipe for hot buttered scones. Never mind the banter. This is big. Where are you going? Larry! Hey, Larry! Take your elbows off that desk and come in here. Casey, get on the phone call the studio. What for? Get them! Tell them I want a slap made of this Hornet letter. Half tone for the front page. Right. Give me the dark room, operator. What's the four-star special, Chief? Get in here and close that door. We got a note from the Green Hornet. Huh? Holy mackerel. The door. What about? What did it say? Here. Read proof on it yourself. Oh, dark room. Send a boy to the city desk. There's a rush job on a snapshot, and Gunningan's waiting. Well, is that something? Great guns. According to this, the Hornet's coming right out and saying he's going to take that racket away from Bleecker. One crook fights another. That's going into print in the Sentinel. Are you sure this is on the level, Gunnigan? It hasn't got a Hornet seal. Gosh, that's a thought. Yeah, why isn't Reed here? He's an authority on the Hornet notes. He'd check the paper it's written on. I don't know where he is. Holy cow, Gunnigan. Guess what? Expert, this is no telephone booth. Get back. Oh. <coughs> Reed, uh, glad you're here. Boss, take a look at this. We run into more excitement, it seems. More? And there can't be more. What this guy's got to show you is more exciting than anything you got, Gunnigan. What guy? Who is he? His name's Schaefer. He runs a parking lot across from the Sentinel building. A parking lot? Well, that's just what we were talking about. He got a threatening letter. What? Yeah, he's going to get dough from me or else. Now, wait a minute. One thing at a time. Reed, we got a letter, too. I'm telling you, it can't be as important as this, Gunnigan. Why, golly, Schaefer got a threat from the Green Hornet. So what? The letter we got... What? What's that? The, the, the Green Hornet? Yes, Gunnigan. Axford and I got into the parking lot when he was looking it over. Well, what are y'all staring at us for? Because, you big lug, this letter is from the same writer. Holy crow! The Hornet? You must have mailed them both at once, boss. Yeah, let me see that. I'll compare them. Yeah, there's no doubt, Gunnigan. These are identical. Same paper. The Hornet? I'm as certain as... as if I had written these myself. That's uh, bad business, Mr. Reed. I've been standing off bleaker, but now if the Hornet stepped in, I'll be getting it from two racketeers. You keep your chin up, Schaefer. When the Sentinel prints this and the news gets around, Bleeker and the Hornet may battle it out just long enough for the cops to pick up the remains. Sentinel Hornet X-ray! Green Hornet steps in on parking lot owner! Green all up on it! Racket threatened on the Brett Reed returned to his apartment that evening and spoke to Cato, his valet and the only living man to know him as the Green Hornet. Cato. Cato. Yes, Mr. Brett. The Sentinel's out in the street with the two Green Hornet notes I wrote. It's time for us to get moving. You want a black beauty? The car and the mask, too. I'll need the gas gun as well. Bleaker is reading the Sentinel himself, like everyone else in town. We've got to be ready for him. Bleaker, Bleaker. Don't shout your lungs off me. I already saw the sun with them two green horner notes. That guy's got a nerve. You gonna let him step in? I was just talking to Hackley. You want the car? The car, sure. I want you and Dirk to bring your guns. We're going to be ready for the green hornet. A lot depends on how Schaefer reacts, Cato. He's almost at the end of his rope. He can't hold out against those racketeers much longer. He's a brave man. Yeah, he's taken a lot from those rats already. Cars smashed, tires ripped open. His business is practically sunk. That is true. Unless I'm mistaken, Bleeker's going to make it even tougher now that he believes the Green Hornet is muscling in on his territory. I see. Open the sliding panel, Cato. We're going to the hiding place of the Black Beauty. Where are we going? Bleeker is just the kind of gorilla to make sure that Schaefer doesn't slip out from under him now. He wants whatever extortion money Schaefer's paying out for himself. 
And it's up to the Green Hornet to stop him. It all depends on that mug Schaefer. We've been putting enough pressure on him to make him ready to crack wide open. His business is shot already. He can't keep holding out. He's got plenty of what it takes. He's due to crack. But get this. Schaefer's paying us, not the Hornet. Nobody's muscling in on us. We better get moving. Where's the car? In the garage, waiting. Okay. Open the door, May. Where are you going, Bleeker? Me and the boys are paying a little social call on Schaefer. Got the car already, boss. Get in. Take the wheel, Dirk. Better be careful when you get to Schaefer's parking lot, Bleeker. The cops can read the papers, too. Better wait until it's clear for us to go in and talk to him, May. Get going, Dirk. We're going to stop that crook that calls himself the Green Hornet. As Bleeker's car swung into the street and turned toward Schaefer's parking lot, a huge sleek black car started along behind them. It was the car of the Green Hornet. to continue our story. In the Black Beauty, Britt Reed and Cato trailed the racketeer's car until they were certain Bleeker was heading for Schaefer's parking lot. Keep watching them, Cato. If they turn that next corner, there won't be any doubt about where they're going. Yes, sir. Fortunately for us, it's too late for there'll be much traffic on the streets. Otherwise, we might be running constant risk of being recognized as the Green Hornet. Mr. Britt. What is it? The car. Oh, yes, Bleeker. He's turned the corner, Cato, heading for Schaefer's lot. Quick, turn in this alley. But, Mr. Do Britt. Do as I say. Swing the Black Beauty in here. Hurry before we're past it. Good enough. I don't understand. Why we didn't continue after them? Yes, but... Those three crooks were desperate men, Cato. They're sure to be heavily armed. If the Green Hornet walked in on them, we'd run into a hail of lead. I'll wait here a few minutes to give them time to get to where they're going. I'm going into that drugstore to make a phone call. And I want to be certain Bleeker is there when that phone rings. <laughs> Schaefer talking to a cop. <clears throat> Come on. Who's going to take care of the cop, Bleeker? I'll handle him. This way. We can get around behind the shack he uses for an office and slip up on him before they know it. They're standing right next to the door. Take care of that cop before he spots us, Dirk. I don't want any interference when we start talking to Schaefer. The tap over the head will take care of him. Uh, take it easy now. Here's the shack. Head around this way so we'll come right up behind him. Nothing happened yet, Schaefer. And there won't be nothing. You got police protection now. Protection? Why don't you get those racketeers? We'll get them. We need proof, that's all. Bleaker. And now the Green Hornet. Better make one slip and we'll pick him up so fast you won't see him for the dust. Meantime, my business is ruined. You're okay now. I got that. Take him. Look out. What the? No, you don't, copper. You inside, Schaefer. You hit him with a blackjack. I saw it. Inside. What do you want? Let me do a job on him, boss. Keep an eye on that cop. I don't want him coming to and identifying us. Okay, Bleak. You can't shut me up. I'll tell the police. As long as the cop didn't see us, you can blab all you like. It's your word against ours, Schaefer. That ain't worth talking about. What are you after? Well, we've been after all along since we started giving your place a works. Extortion money. I won't pay. You're a tough nut, but we can crack you. Or maybe you got a reason. Huh? Reason? Don't play dumb. Are you already paying off? No. Maybe you got the Hornet behind you. I don't deal with crooks. Any crooks. If you figure paying the Hornet will keep us away, get it out of your head. We're controlling the parking lots, and the Hornet ain't stopping us. Where is he? I don't know. I never saw him. We read the Sentinel. You got a note from him. Where is he? I tell you, I don't know. Sure, I got the note, but I didn't see him. You're paying us and nobody else, see? Uh, the phone... Get I... away from that. I'll answer it. Keep your gun on him, Hackley. Right. Hello? Schaefer parking lot. Let me speak to Schaefer. Uh, who wants him? This is the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet? What? Don't move. Green Hornet, huh? I, uh, I got your note. Is this Schaefer? Yeah, yeah, this is Schaefer talking. Uh, you calling about the note? When are you going to pay up, Schaefer? Pay up? Well... Don't stall. You agreed already. Oh, so I agreed to pay you, did Don't I? Don't back out. No, no, I ain't backing down. Sure, I'll, I'll pay you, Sure. 
Uh, when are you coming around to collect? Sometime this week. Okay, Hornet, I'll, I'll pay you. I'll have the dough for you. When? When? Uh, how about tomorrow night? Yeah, tomorrow night, uh, say around midnight. How's that? I'll be there, Schaefer. Okay, Hornet. Tomorrow night. <laughs> He's coming here, Bleacher. Tomorrow night? It was a Hornet, Hackley. <laughs> he took me for Schaefer. So you was planning on paying the Hornet off, huh, Schaefer? I'm not paying anyone. The Hornet's coming here tomorrow, midnight. You have the dough ready for him, Schaefer, like you said you would. I tell you I'm not paying it. I was just talking to him. Hey, boss. Yeah? If we tell the cops, they can make a pinch. The Hornet? Sure, he's due here. The cops can nab him like that. It'll get him out of the way for a long time. Listen, Hackley. The Hornet's a crook and so are we. Everybody knows that. When I tell you to talk, I'll tell you, Schaefer. We're not telling the cops, Hackley. But we got This is our job, taking care of rats who try to cut in. We look after that baby ourselves. Yeah, I guess that's the regular way. It is. We'll be here and Schaefer ain't blabbing a word to nobody. No? You ain't got the nerve, Schaefer. I thought you were tough. But from what the Hornet said over the phone, it was him behind you that was giving you a backbone. Sure. Otherwise, Schaefer'd have folded up like the rest of them parking lot owners when we put the pressure yeah. on. Yeah. Schaefer, you'll keep your mouth shut. Because, you know, if you don't, we'll shut it for good. And if we don't, the Hornet will. So you're playing ball with our team, see? The Hornet's coming here tomorrow night. And we'll be around to meet him with a dose of lead. <laughs> Well, he left about an hour ago, Gunnigan. Where? I don't know. Well, get him. Try his apartment. Try every place. I already have, but it's no soap, Gunnigan. I wanted to get in touch with him on another matter, and I couldn't locate him. He's missing something. Don't tell me it's another Hornet note. More than a note this time, Casey. Good grief. You mean they got the Hornet? Yep. Well, that is practically. When? About seven hours from now. They're brushing out a cell at headquarters already. Seven hours. I thought it was in the past, not the future. Casey... By the time tomorrow's Sentinel comes out, it will be over. The Green Hornet will be a crook with a past. And no future. There isn't much future in bars. Bars my foot. That baby will get the chair. Where are they going to pick him up? Right across the street. What? Right there. Shaver's parking lot at midnight tonight. But, but how do the police know? For a very good reason, Casey. The Shaver told them. Shaver himself? Mm, in person. Apparently, that guy has more fight than the Hornet and those other rats gave him credit for. They took it for granted he'd be too scared to spill. But they took it wrong. They? I thought you said it was the Hornet. Did I forget to mention Bleaker? What? Bleaker, too? The works, Casey. Will this make a headline for the public gaze? I might try an experiment on this yarn. Slap the headline in that new red ink instead of black. Got it all settled already, haven't you? By gravy, Casey. You don't seem elated. Wake up! The Green Hornet's going to be captured. Yes, I can see that, and frankly, I'm a little bit sorry. Oh, you dames. You think he's a knight in armor. No, in a mask. Honestly, he's not as bad as he's painted. No, he's worse. Hey, Gunnigan, you've been looking for me. I'll say I have, Laurie. Where have you been? Downstairs in a place... Never mind, never mind, I know. You have an assignment tonight. Tonight? I was going to the fights. Throw the tickets in the ash can. This assignment is a racketeer roundup. Bleaker? Not only Bleaker, my little news hound. The big bug as well. Huh? The Will of the Wisp, known as the Green Hornet. Holy mackerel, Chief. When? Where? You'll get the details later. Just be at Shaver's parking lot with the police tonight. Will I? This is better than any fight. Looks like the finish of the Hornet. Where'd you get the tip, Gunnigan? From Axford. He was at headquarters with his pile Doyle when Shaver came in. Axford? Good grief, Gunnigan. That big lug couldn't get anything straight. He's always wrong. It's probably a month from tonight. Schaefer never said anything. And besides, it wasn't the Green Hornet in the first place. Sure, that's how Axford's tips always turn out. This time, it's accurate. I wouldn't bet a plug nickel on anything that guy... Lowry, I'm not a fool. I know how Axford is. So I spoke to Doyle myself. This tip is authentic. The real McCoy. Well, that makes a difference. It does. Plenty. We'll hold page one open. Gosh, I wish I could get in touch with Mr. Reed. He'd want to know about this. He'll read it in tomorrow's Sentinel. Reed's plain out of luck, Casey. But what's the difference? He'll still be able to pay the reward for the capture of the Hornet. Now get going, Lowry. Over to police headquarters. I'm on my horse. Safer's parking lot, midnight. 
I'll be there. No, there's no sign of anything yet. Uh, it's only 10 o'clock. What time are you cops going to show up? Yeah. Yeah, they said they'd be here around 12, but you better go over early. Huh? Be here before midnight? Okay, Sergeant, so long as you grab those crooks. Uh, sounds sensible. Cops not wanting to get here too soon in case Bleeker or the Hornet have someone watching. I want you, Schaefer. You! Get outside. You said 12 o'clock. Do as I say. Don't try anything like come out. There's a man out there with a gun on you. Yeah, I see him. Another man with a mask. Keep him there. I'll be out in a moment. Closing the door of the shack, Britt Reed took down the one window shade in the small office and replaced it with another he had prepared. Then he shifted the desk lamp around. A few moments later... All right. Back inside, Schaefer. You put out the lights. I don't want you making any phone calls between now and midnight. A gun. Take it. Yes, you... I, I can't breathe. I can't... All right. To the Black Beauty. It's all ready, Mr. Ritt? I fixed the window shade, Cato. I didn't like the gassing, but it was necessary for our plan. We're coming back? According to the way you prepared the gas, Schaefer should be unconscious till around midnight. When he recovers, he'll put on the lights. By that time, Bleeker and his rats will be here. We come back? Yeah, the Green Hornet will be here at midnight, Cato. But not in person. We got all the men placed around the parking lot. But where's Schaefer? Was he going to be here? Golly, that's what he said, Lowry. But there ain't no lights, not even in the shack. Almost 12. Come on, we'll go in. Holy crow, what's that? Turn on the light. Schaefer, what happened? I'm all right. The green hornet. Sufra snakes, was he here already? He asked me and left. What time is it? It's almost 12. Hey, we better get out of here with the cops. Right, come on. You stand right here outside the door where you told them crooks you would be. We'll have you covered. Okay. Remember, the cops want to catch the hornet as well as Bleaker. Yeah, I got it. Car coming. Stay here, Schaefer. We'll be here within the shop. Hey, Lodi, I just noticed oh, something. Stay here, you lug. Come on, out. back out of sight. Come on, Dirk. Hackley. Who, who's that? Okay, Schaefer. Is a hornet here yet? He was here. Now he's gone. What? So you called him after we left. No, I didn't. Oh, then he'll be back, huh? I guess so. Yeah, we'll get him. He ain't cutting in on us. But right now, end over that dough. Wait a minute, I... We I... wrecked your cars a couple of times already, Schaefer. Pay for protection or we'll do our final job. Hey, boss. Pay that dough you got for the Hornet. You'll take a him when he shows up. Boss, it's a Hornet. Huh? I didn't hear nothing. Sure, he's been here all the time. What? Look there, boss. See the lighted window of the office shack? What the... There's a shadow. You can see the profile of the mask. He's holding a gun. Listening, huh? Yeah. He don't know the light makes his shadow a perfect target. Well, what are you waiting for? Blast him to bits. Right through the window. That does it. Hey, he ain't falling down. He's got to. I caught him square. I can see the bullet holes in the window shade. Come on inside and we'll finish him. You too, Schaefer. Stick him up. Well, I'll be a Dutch uncle. Look at that. What the? The cops. We're trapped. Make a break for it. Hey, where Drop that gun. Take it. No, no, don't hit me. You, you got us. Dead to rights, you rat. We heard what you said to Schaefer. Get moving. Take these crooks to the jug. Okay, Sarge. Come on. Hey, what about the Hornet? I heard those crooks say he was in here. Yeah, I saw him in the window. But where's he gone? There wasn't no one here when Bleeker shoved me in. Hey, Lodi. Holy crow, will you look at this window shade? Window shade? Axford, you gone bats? Here, you can see for yourself. I tried to tell you I seen it from the outside, but she yanked me away. Holy mackerel. A paper cutout of the Hornet pasted on the window shade. He must have done that earlier. That's what Bleeker shot at from outside. Blast it, I don't know how, but the Hornet must have got suspicious. Sugar and snakes, Lowry. We better give Gunnigan the story. But golly, what kind of story is it when we ain't nabbed the Green Hornet? <laughs> just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated. The situations and characters depicted in this drama are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons or events of the past or present is coincidental. Field and Farrington speaking, this is the Mutual Broadcasting System. And that's the Green Hornet, starring Al Hodge, 
in the parking lot racket from October 31st, 1939. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 Classic Radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another adventure episode of The Green Hornet for you after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, the Green Hornet learns a secret about Glenn White, a star football player. Here's Giuseppe's secret on the Green Hornet from 1946. The Green Hornet. the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. faithful ballot Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure Giuseppe's Secret, the Green Hornet strikes again. Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, had invited Mike Axford and Lenore Case to have lunch at Giuseppe's Italian restaurant. They had just seated themselves at a table when Giuseppe hastened over effusively. Oh, I'm intrigued! Giuseppe, it is very glad to see you again. Oh, Thank you, Giuseppe. I haven't had a chance to get around this way lately. How are things going in the restaurant? Oh, fine, fine, Mr. Reed. Everything is just wonderful for Giuseppe. <laughs> Imagine you've been in the restaurant business and saying everything's just fine. <laughs> things are getting better all the time, Michael. You can say that again. Uh, with the Giuseppe, that is just the song. Last week, I went on a football game. Football game? Yeah. Hey, no, Giuseppe, that was lucky for you. But Giuseppe, Darwell University won that game against our own city college. Ah, oh, don't tell us you bet against your own hometown team. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yes, Mr. Case, that's the way Giuseppe bet. <laughs> that the boy, Glenn White, he's the best football player in the whole country, you bet you like. Glenn White? Yes, he's the star player on the Darwell team. They'd be lost without him. But, uh, Giuseppe, 
I didn't know you'd become such an ardent sports fan. That's <laughs> right. Last year, Giuseppe told us he didn't understand sports and thought they were a waste of time. Now, didn't you, Giuseppe? That's all right. But Giuseppe has a change, you know. I go to the big Darwell game tomorrow here at the stadium. Uh, uh, look. Good to take it, huh? Very good, Giuseppe. Just about the best. Darwell's playing the biggest game of the season here, aren't they? You said it. They're playing Homer University. And believe me, there'll be heavy betting on that game. But the way the Glen White to that Darwell team is a sure to win. Sure. But without him, Darwell wouldn't have a chance against Homer, to my way of thinking. You're right about that, Axford. Well, we'd better order our lunch now, Giuseppe. We have to get back to the office. Oh, right to Mr. Reed. Hey, Joe, take the order for Mr. Reed right away. I want the best of good luck. <laughs> here it is, two o'clock, and I expected to get back here at the office at one. <laughs> oh, Giuseppe certainly was generous with his food. Oh, my goodness, I never ate so much for a lunch in my life. Oh, uh, Miss Case... Speaking of Giuseppe, I uh, want you to get everything we have on him in the morgue. His full name is Giuseppe Morelli. Why should we have anything on him, Mr. Reed? He was mixed up with some racketeers a few years ago. Durand and his crowd. He was? Yes. Durand's lawyers managed to get all of them off on probation. Giuseppe was so scared by the whole thing, he's gone straight ever since, so far as I know. But uh, this betting he mentioned makes me wonder... I'd like to see the material we have on him. I'll get it right away, Mr. Reed. By the way, what's become of Durand? Did he decide to go straight to? Durand is a smooth operator. He still has his fingers in a lot of rackets around town. Frankly, I'd like to get something on Durand that would stick in court. He's a menace to the city. But lately, he seems to keep pretty well undercover. I see. He'll make a slip someday, though, that'll get him into real trouble. I feel sure of that. I came to see about this afternoon, Giuseppe, is very important. And I don't want any slip-up that'll get us into trouble, understand? <laughs> but there's somebody else that can do it. You forget Gi something, Giuseppe. My mouthpiece got you out of a jam with the law and on probation a couple of years ago. But if they knew that you helped Spike Sorrell bump off a certain stoolie before that, it'd be too bad. Spike went to the chair. You'd go there, too. Oh, but I did not know what was going to happen. Spike said we'd take the man for a ride. I not to know Spike I want to kill him. I want to let you in on something else, Giuseppe. Just in case you don't really believe I could make it hot for you with the cops. I, uh, not to understand. It's this. A note I got from Spike Sorrell before he went to the hot seat. Read it to him, Wally. Sure. Listen to this, Giuseppe. I'm no squealer, but in case Giuseppe Morelli ever tries to pull a fast one, this is to say that he was the guy who was in on the killing of that stoolie with me, signed Spike Sorrell. Oh, but that note, it's not the right the kind of... could match this note with Spike's written confession, and they'd grab you in a minute. Now, look, I'm not using this unless I have to, Giuseppe. What, uh, what do you want me to do? Early tonight, the Darwell team arrives in town for the big game tomorrow. I'm putting out a lot of dough at heavy odds on Homer U to win. Oh, but Darwell, they're sure to win. Not without Glenn White, they won't. Without? Without the Glenn White? Oh, but the paper, they say he will play. But Wally has other ideas. Right. Joe and I know the rooms at the hotel that have been reserved for that team. We have a room on the same floor. But I not to see why he... We'll wait our chance. When we find a way to get Glenn White alone, we'll use a little persuasion to make him come along with us. No. You'll not do that. You'll not... Shut up and listen. We'll take him to that cabin up in the river. You come up there about nine o'clock. And you and Joe will take young White for a little ride. <laughs> and this time, you'll be the one to handle the ride. No, Durant. I'm not to go. I not do it. I'd not to let you do that. Boy, the guy's crazy. Wait a minute, Joe. Now, listen, you. Why are you acting like that? I say you will do it, or I'll count you out and send Spike's note to the cops. And then Joe and I'll handle White. 
No. You wait. I... I changed my mind. I meet you at the cabin tonight. <laughs> well, now that's more like it, Giuseppe. I'll tell you what. I'm a right guy. You do this job and I'll turn this note over to you tonight. We'll see you at the cabin at night. It's you, Coach Denby. I was unpacking. Yes. Well, uh, listen, Glenn. It's just 5 o'clock. Meet me in the dining room at 5.30. I have a few more instructions to give you. Yes, sir. I want you to turn in early and get a good rest. Everybody will be watching the great Glenn White tomorrow, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. You can bet I'll do my best to win. <laughs> good. See you downstairs. Yes, sir. I'll come down at 5.30. Might as well wash up and get ready for dinner. Good thing I got a room to myself, so... Coach must have forgotten something. Keep quiet and come along with us. Hey, what is this? Shut up. Do as you're told. I'm holding a gun in my pocket. Well, I... Come on, I said. All right, I... I guess there's nothing else to do. I'll come with you. Hey, Reed. What keeps you here till six o'clock? Well, just finished signing a few letters, Axford. What's on your mind? Casey said you were still in here, so I thought I'd come in to tell you that Durand and his friends are betting heavy on the big game Saturday. And the funny thing is, they're putting all their dough on Homer University to win. On Homer University? That doesn't make sense. I know. That's what I meant when I said it was funny. Of course, by betting on Homer, they're getting big odds. But with Glenn White playing on the Darwell team, Homer hasn't got a chance, in my opinion. Durant is the type who usually bets on a sure thing. Of course, if he had any reason to think Glenn White wouldn't play in that game, it would explain why he's putting his money on Homer you to win. Sure, but the Darwell team is already in town and White is with them. I see. In that case... Yes, Miss Case? Mr. Reed, Giuseppe Morelli is here in the outer office. Giuseppe Morelli? Yes, sir. He says he must talk to you, That it's very important. All right, I'll see him. Have him come in. Yes, sir, but, well, he wants to talk to you alone. I see. Well, um, Axford's just leaving. I'll send Mr. Morelli right in, then. Hmm. wonder what Giuseppe wants to see you about, Reed. If he wanted you to know Axford, he wouldn't insist upon seeing me in private. I told Miss Case you were just leaving. Remember? Oh. Oh, sure, Reed. <laughs> but I'd sure like to know what it's about. See you later, Reed. Hey, hello there, Giuseppe. You can go right in. Mr. Reed's waiting for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. How do you do, Mr. Reed? Come right over here, Giuseppe. Take this chair near the desk. It's uh, good for you to see, Giuseppe. Uh, one time, you said to me, if I have a trouble, then I come and see you. That's right. I meant just what I said. Giuseppe, he have plenty of trouble now, Mr. Reed. Well, maybe things aren't as serious as you think, Giuseppe. If you care to tell me what's wrong, perhaps I can do something to help. Before I tell you anything, Mr. Reed, I ask you please to make a promise to me. Promise? Yes, Mr. Reed. It's a very important to Giuseppe. Just what do you want me to promise? That you not to tell the police, that you tell nobody what I tell you. Now, see here, Giuseppe. If you've gotten yourself into serious trouble, the best thing to do is to go to the police. Then my lawyers can review the circumstances of the case. No, no, Mr. Reed. Giuseppe, he do not think. Giuseppe, he need help to keep from trouble. He need help to get somebody else out of trouble. Mr. Reed, if you not help, then Giuseppe go alone. But that uh, no good Durand, he is a very smart. Durand? Then he's mixed up in it? That's all right. I ask you once more, Mr. Reed. You make a promise to Giuseppe, then I tell you everything. Well, all right. I promise to keep what you tell me confidential. Oh, that's so good. Now I tell you. Duranda, he's a mean. He's a no good. But he's a very smart. He makes a laugh at the law. I know. Only time I see Duran afraid was when the Green Hornet, he broke up at Duran's rocket two years ago. Of the Green Hornet only is he afraid. 
Um, I see. Go on. Durand. He has a paper to get Giuseppe into trouble if I not to help him. He's going to bring that paper with him tonight. Then he give it to me if I do something for him. At the first, I say no. Then I think maybe I pretend to do what he says. What is it he wants you to do? Durand has picked up that football player, Glenn White. What? That's all right, Mr. Reed. Tonight, they take him to a cabin up the river. Durand says a White will be taken for a ride. That I, Giuseppe, must be the one to shoot to Glenn White. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Giuseppe's announcement with considerable surprise. He sat for a moment and thought. Then he spoke. Great Scott. That accounts for Durant's heavy betting. Well, this is serious, Giuseppe. The police should be notified at once. No, I... no, you promised. If the police are brought in, I will go to prison. And they will find out all about me. And about the Glenn White. Well, I don't get it. What will people find out about Glenn White? Mr. Reed. Nobody knows. The boy, he must have never known. But that to Glenn White, the football player that Duran had tried to make a Giuseppe help to kill, he is a Giuseppe's a boy. My own son. What? But Glenn White's father is known to be a wealthy banker, Giuseppe. I checked your past history this afternoon. Found that when you arrived in this country 20 years ago, you did have a wife and baby. I meant to ask you about that sometime. But when you say that Glenn White is... My wife, she died. I was a very poor. I took my bambino, the boy, to a big house, rang the bell and left him. They took him as their own. I do odd jobs in the neighborhood. For years, I watch him grow. And they call him a Glenn White. I see. Giuseppe, you must get to the police. If I get to the police... Then Giuseppe will go to prison or maybe the chair. But that I would not care about. That Durand, he gets a tip-offs. He would find out the police were coming. He would kill my boy. I want to be there with him. To get him away safe. If I could get help. But right now Giuseppe doesn't know what to do. If I hadn't made that promise to you, Giuseppe. But you did make the promise. I know. And if there were any way that I could help you, I would. I still think you should go to the police. Then I'll have my attorneys... No, no. I no want to the police. Please, Mr. Reed. You're not to tell the police. You're not to tell no one. I've already promised that, Giuseppe. But if you won't take my advice, there's little I can do personally. Then, Giuseppe, try to do something alone. Well, perhaps I may think of something. In the meantime, maybe you can stall off Durand and his men. Even if it's not possible for you to help, Giuseppe, glad he'd tell someone. I'll keep your confidence. And if there's any possible way for me to help, I will. But don't count on it. A short time later, Britt left the Sentinel building and went to his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. Cato? 
Giuseppe Morelli came to me for help. He's in serious trouble. What trouble is it, Mr. Britt? I can't give you any details, Cato. I promised not to tell anyone what Giuseppe told me. If I hadn't made that promise, I would have talked him into going to the police. But I can tell you this. Our business tonight is tied in with Glenn White, the football player's disappearance, Cato. Duran, the racketeer, is mixed up in it, too. Well, that's not good. Duran, very slick racketeer. I know that. And it's all the more reason why I want to catch him red-handed. And I think this is it. I know that the only fear Durant has... Is the Green Hornet. Then we go out in Black Beauty? Yes, right now. We'll head for a cabin up along the river. I want to get there before nine. Let's go. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in the bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. Sit down, Joe. You make me nervous. I'm worried about you, Stephanie Durand. You ought to be here, but now... We've been here at the cabin long enough. Giuseppe will show up. Don't worry. That weak-kneed dope is liable to run to the cops. You know how he acted today. <laughs> He's afraid of what I've got against him. Believe me, I'll go to the police when I get the chance. And you two have said enough here in front of me to hang both... Ah, shut up, you. Should have gagged you when we tied you to that chair. Let him talk, Joe. You'll be quiet for a long time after you and Giuseppe take him for that little ride along the river. You won't get away with it. My father will never let up until he gets you for this. <laughs> I'll have to pin it on us first, fellow. There's Giuseppe now. Let him in, Joe. Okay. It's about time you got here, Giuseppe. The police already hunting for the boy. So what? He's bound to be missed sooner or later. Now we can get things started. Well, White, meet Giuseppe. He and Joe will take you on that ride I spoke of. Durand, this a boy. Maybe he promised not to tell about this. You keep him here until the game is over. Then let him go, eh? Listen, if I get the chance, I'll talk, all right? I'll get out of this somehow, and then I'll go straight to police headquarters. No, you don't know Durand. You will be shot. Tell him you want to talk. Then Are you crazy, Giuseppe? I know you have cold feet about this deal, but I said you're going through with it, and I mean just that. But this a boy. You should not have killed him. He's a young. He's a oh, shut yet, up. I don't get this. These two are waiting for you to get here because they say you ought to be the one to use a gun on me. I've heard enough to know they're forcing you to do it. He'll do what up. he's supposed to do. Don't worry. And I've got the gun right here, Giuseppe. I'll give it to Joe to carry along in the car. When the time comes, he'll give it to you. But he'll keep you covered with his gun until you finish the job. Yeah, we better get started now. No. You're not to make a Giuseppe go in the car. You're not to make a Giuseppe kill it, it's a boy. I'm beginning to believe the crazy dope means it. Hey, look, I got a better plan, Wally. Why not plug the guy now? Then we'll clunk Giuseppe on the head and stick the gun in his hand. We tip off the cops, he'll take the rap. He'll never been any use to us anyhow. We get him out of our hair. Cover Giuseppe with your rod, Joe. All right. Wait. Durand, you're not to do this. Why, you rotten killers, if I wasn't tired. Go ahead, Wally. Let him have it. Might as well get it over with. No, Giuseppe, not to let you. Oh. Oh. Crazy fool jumped right in front of White. He took the bullet intended for me. I've got another one for you, fella. No, you don't. Oh, my arm. The green hornet. I'll shoot this you stupid. Drop that gun. My wrist. Drop it, I said. I did it. Now you can take the floor. Listen, Hornet. Why are you butting in? That guy means nothing to you. Maybe I put all my dough on his team, Durand. That's reason enough. Look, I'll cut you in on a big deal. Come You're here, you. No, my arm. It hurts. Take a bit of gas. That'll help you forget your wounded arm. <coughs> As for you, Glenn White... If you don't win that game tomorrow, maybe you'll get a little of what they got. If I get in that game, I intend to do my best. 
but not because of your threats. One time, he so I can help that man lying there, the Italian. He came out here to help me, and he took a bullet intended for me. I'll untie you. But before I do, I'm giving you a little whiff of gas. Then I'll tip off the cops where to find you. No, wait. I'll look after your friend. I'll take this. <coughs> I come in now? Yes, I need your help. Giuseppe is out cold, but he isn't hurt too badly. I thought of rushing him to a hospital, but it isn't necessary. The bullet just creased his head. What do we do then? You can tip off the police from the gas station down the road. They'll see that Giuseppe gets attention, and Glenn White's testimony will clear him. I'll get a certain paper Durant carries in his pocket, then we'll leave. That's Mr. Morelli's room just ahead, room 302. Thank you, nurse. How's he getting along? Very well, sir. <laughs> in fact, he had a fit until I brought in a radio so he could hear the football game. He's listening to it now. It was a no-score tie game last I heard. Yes, and it's almost over. You may go right in. Thank you. Seconds to play. The game is still a no-score tie. Darwell has the ball from the university's 30-yard line. That's a shift. It looks like... Yes, ball snapped to Glenn White. He's breaking through right table. He's down to the 25, the 20. Reed, did you hear that? Seconds to go now. He's waiting his way through the 10. He's at the 5. He's going to make it. He has made it. White has lost for a touchdown. And this time, this game is over. Darwell wins. Well, Giuseppe, what do you think of that? <laughs> Mr. Reed, he did it. I'm glad the wife has did it. Now I shut up for the radio. Well, Axford tells me you've turned into quite a hero around police headquarters. That he has, Reed. Young Glenn White told the inspector about how Giuseppe saved his life and all. And about how Duran was trying to make Giuseppe work along with him. He's the one to find a boy, that to Glenn White. <laughs> that he is. I bet his old man is proud of him this day. That's <laughs> all right to Mr. Axford. That's all right. <laughs> the way you talk, you'd think you knew his old man, Giuseppe. Giuseppe, once he had a little boy, he knows how a father feels inside for a boy like that. Oh, I didn't know you ever had a kid. I uh, guess you, well, sort of lost him. Was that it? To Giuseppe, he's a never lost. Inside the here, he's with me all the time. Sure, sure, Giuseppe. Uh, sorry I brought it up. I understand, Giuseppe. Uh, about that matter you mentioned to me yesterday. You seem to have handled things extremely well without help. <laughs> but Giuseppe did get help, Mr. Reed. They tell Giuseppe that the Green Hornet come to the cabin after Giuseppe gets shot. Say, I did hear the Hornet was mixed up in the affair. I'll say he was. Glenn White told the inspector the Hornet saved his life last night. That is, after Giuseppe saved him first. Then the Hornet threatened White if he didn't win today. Can you beat that one? Well, Glenn White came through, so he has nothing to worry about. Mr. Reed, it's a good thing you try not to help Giuseppe. Well, why, Giuseppe? It's not the good for you come to face to face with the Green Hornet. <laughs> Oh, I'm afraid, in a way, coming face to face with a hornet would sort of tear me apart. I doubt that I could stand it. <laughs> Who could tell, Reed? Maybe get the best of the hornet, tie him up, throw him over your shoulder, and march right into cops' headquarters with him. I have a mental picture of myself trying such a thing, Axford. <laughs> Axford, say very funny joke, eh, Mr. Reed? You said it, Giuseppe. Oh, you said it. <laughs>
These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. And that's The Green Hornet with Giuseppe's Secret, starring Robert Hall, as originally broadcast November 24, 1946. Also in the cast, Lee Allman, Gilbert Shea, and Roland Parker. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 22 of the Classic Radio Theater after this short break. Next time on episode 22 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two adventure episodes of Sherlock Holmes, starring Tom Conway, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune in to our next show. Thanks for listening. 